This evening, the church marvels at the faith of a Canaanite woman. She prays for her daughter, who is oppressed by a demon. This mother's faith is stubborn and persistent, and she won't back down. She won't take no for an answer, and so she throws herself at Jesus' feet. She cries out to him with a loud voice, and she refuses to let go. Martin Luther, in a sermon to his congregation, would say that the Canaanite woman stuck to Jesus like birds stick to a dog. That's what he said. And of course, our Lord, he likes this sort of faith, a faith that is bold and persistent and stubborn, a faith which clings tenaciously to the Lord and even strives and wrestles with the Lord and like Jacob, even refuses to let go. This woman, she prays for her daughter. But I want you to notice the, that she also prays for herself too. She prays, have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. Have mercy on me, she prays. That is, my daughter is tortured by a demon. Please, Jesus, help her quickly. But please help me too. I've got to go home to her, and I've got to be a mother to her, and I'm at wit's end. So please have mercy on me. Help me. So the prayer isn't just for the daughter, but it's also for her, for the mother. Talk with any caretaker of a difficult patient or a parent with rebellious children, and you'll understand that part the exhaustion and spiritual fatigue that goes along with caring for an out-of-control child or a child who is disrespectful or rude or a child who has forsaken the church and the holy faith. There's real exhaustion there, real hurt and a need for healing. So parents, they pray for themselves too. So this Canaanite woman, she also prays for herself. She needs help. Lord, help me, she prays. Now, the fact that she's a Canaanite, that's not to be overlooked. It's important. To be a Canaanite means that this woman is descended from the cursed son of Noah. His name was Ham. And the Canaanites, they worshipped false gods, false gods like Baal. And Canaanites, they engaged in sexual immorality, and they even sacrificed and killed their own children. The Canaanites were so wicked, in fact, that the children of Israel were given instructions in the book of Deuteronomy to totally wipe them out, to annihilate them. According to God's judgment, the Canaanites, they were just that bad. So when this Canaanite woman came around, there's no wonder the disciples, they didn't want anything to do with her. And by all appearances, at least, it looked like Jesus didn't want anything to do with her either. But this woman, she pleads her case. Her daughter is oppressed by a demon. And I don't want that demon possession stuff to throw you, because we're not talking about cheesy movies here or Netflix specials. We're talking about real demon possession. 
the kind that takes hold of you when you engage in Canaanite behavior, the sort of things that St. Paul warned us in the epistle appointed for today, like sexual immorality, like sex outside of marriage and pornography. For God has not called us to impurity, but to holiness, writes St. Paul. Now, we don't know the details with this Canaanite woman's daughter. We don't know what sort of demon possession she was dealing with. But Lent is a good time for you to think about the demons that you've let into your life, too. Because here's the thing. Whether or not you know it or not, you live in a Canaanite sort of culture with false gods galore. People do sacrifice their children. Internet pornography opens the front door to demons. So does cursing at the spouse that God gave you. Falling away from weekly worship and the Lord's day and neglecting the means of grace, that too will leave you easy prey for the devil and his minions. In short, whatever self-centeredness and selfishness and self-gratification reign unchecked in you, there the dominion of Satan is in your life. That's demonic oppression. That what is what it means to be possessed by the devil. And it manifests itself in pride in the heart, in arrogance, in hatred, in resentment toward others, and self-righteous attitudes. Got the point? It means that demon possession isn't pitchforks and Ouija boards. It's what you see when you look at your life in light of the Ten Commandments. Because that's where you learn to see how you've let the demons in and where you've let them rule in your life. So I hope you can see that the Canaanite woman's daughter may as well be you. Your anger, after all, has so often gotten the best of you. You've lashed out violently at those who love you the most. You've hurt others with words that cut and harm. You've harbored anger and resentment, and your behavior has been subhuman or Canaanite-like. The Bible, God's word, tells you to resist the devil and that he will flee from you, but you welcomed him in instead. And so the enemy has had a field day with you. But just like that demon-possessed daughter Maybe you too happen to have a mother, like the Canaanite woman, who interceded for you. Maybe she prayed for you. Maybe you had a mother like her who heard too from God's word that you were conceived and born sinful and that you were under the power of the devil until Christ would claim you as his own. So maybe your mother, she did something wonderful for you and she put you into the arms of a pastor, and in one way or another said, Lord, help me. 
And it was then and there that you were baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And it was there that the devil fled and was sent packing. The pastor said, therefore depart you unclean spirit and make room for the Holy Spirit in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And it was there that you were claimed as Christ's very own. It was there that you had all of your sins washed away and that you were separated from the enemy and you became God's own child. But you see, in order for that day to be a bright and happy day for you, the whole sky first needed to turn black as Jesus let all the devils descend upon him and attack him on the cross instead of you. And what a field day Satan thought he was having with our Lord on that very first Good Friday. But the joke was all on him. Because the man on the cross, the one who is bearing the sins of the world, was himself an innocent man. And so when he let the devil attack him, and when he took our place under the law, and when he died our death, death and hell cracked, and all of Satan's power to oppress you came undone. You see, it was at the cross where all of your subhuman ways and all of your Canaanite tendencies went to die. You see, when Christ gave his life for you, he emptied the serpent, he emptied the devil of all of the venom that he had, which he once used to attack you and accuse you because he first let it attack him. And because Jesus was righteous, he won for you an honor and a freedom and a privilege which you were helpless to receive on your own, where you receive status as God's own children. Our Lord began his ministry announcing that he was the anointed one to bring good news. This is when he made himself known in the synagogue and he was handed that scroll. And he read the words of Isaiah that he came to proclaim liberty to the captives and to open the prison to those who were bound by Satan's power. During our Lord's ministry, they brought to Jesus all those who were possessed by devils and tormented by sin. And Jesus healed them all. St. John records in Scripture that the reason that the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. That's what John writes. And you should know that the same Jesus is working among you now, tonight, daily and richly forgiving you your sins and the sins of all believers. And through that word of forgiveness, God, he separates you from the clutches of the enemy, and he brings you safely home to a right relationship with God, that you belong to him, your heavenly Father. Finally, the Canaanite woman was content with the crumbs that fell from her master's table, but you receive a privileged place at the Lord's table, and you get more than crumbs, you get a lavish feast that is set before you. You receive the Lord's own body and blood, his Passover, where the devils flee, where there is freedom from sin and God's perfect and divine approval of you.
And in that Canaanite woman, what a beautiful picture of the one holy Christian and apostolic church. Just like a mother who intercedes and prays for her children, including you, reminding them that God's word is powerful. Powerful enough to forgive your sin, powerful enough to overthrow demons, and powerful enough to raise you from the dead and to give you a new life. In the name of Jesus, amen. amen.